What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you? Good morning. Uh, You know, still getting the sleep out of my eye, but yeah, pretty good. Always have some coffee, man. It helps. No, no, tea. Tea. Tea for breakfast now. I see. I'm not a tea guy for breakfast. Just, just I'm just not. You know, I, I know that the English do like breakfast tea and all that stuff. Just not me. All time of the day. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So you heard about this banning of this Confederate flag, right? Mm-hmm. I okay. Know. So now NASCAR has, since they've banned it, right, says that they're going to uh, face a, a test in Alabama. Alabama, deep south, NASCAR is a religion down there, right? I mean, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. That's what it is. Talladega's coming up, the super speedway down there, you know, kind of like Daytona, kind of. I mean, but it's it's mm-hmm. one of um, one of the uh, the super speedways, restricted plate races. Now, one of two things are going to happen here. One of two things. This is where I'm at on it. So this is what's going to happen. People are either going to carry those things in and that's all you're going to see waving on national TV or those stands are going to be empty. Which one is it? I think the stands will still be full because people are so hungry for their sports again. Whether or not they have the flag, I, I think that's going to be... I don't know. Uh, I feel like they they might not bring the flag. I don't know. It, it's tough to say, really, because conservatives are largely like, uh, well, I would say most NASCAR fans are probably conservative or classic Democrat. And I, I feel like they're going to be like, yeah, OK, we can see the the concern with the whole Confederate flag thing. I, no, I, I see where you're coming from on it. But regardless of that, isn't it about an overall message, though? I mean, you've got sports organizations that are taking stances that are not what a majority of fans take. So would I mean, as if you're a sports person, would you sacrifice that part of you to which I I mean, this is a loaded question because I already know what you're going to say, because I know you're a man of principle. But if you're a person that's that has a certain stance about yourself and you're not willing to compromise on anything and you see that an organization's out there that you support is no longer supporting what you support, are you still going to pay your time and, and your money and your effort into that organization? Because I, I certainly would not. No. Yeah. I mean, that's that's exactly your your clarification there saying that if I have a stance against something that they're trying to do, then yeah, I, I have no interest in standing with them. I won't patron their business anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. And it kind of makes me wonder because I I know people that are NFL fans to an extent. I mean, not not really like deep into it. You know what I mean? But they're they're Mm -hmm. still fans. They still like a good football game. But even they are saying like I'm hearing them say, uh, yeah, I'm not going to watch that anymore because of what's going on, especially with the stance that that they're taking. And you got players coming out and they're like, you know what? We, We don't agree with any of this stuff. And more than that, they don't want their kids watching that stuff either, because then their kids get that idea of thinking, wait a minute, uh, mom, dad, you didn't teach us this way. So what's that saying to their kids? This is it. So this is the other thing that, that that is confusing about the whole Confederate flag. What the Confederate flag used to mean back in the day, right? It doesn't mean the same thing anymore. It's kind of like Volkswagen or Hugo Boss or mm-hmm. IBM. Mm-hmm. Those companies have some very dark pasts. 
Yet we don't see that anymore, right? That's not how we perceive it. We we understand that they're not. And for people that don't know, we've talked about it before. They had Nazi involvement, which Volkswagens means people's car, right? If I'm not mistaken. Anyway, you're correct. All that to say, that was their past. That's something that they no longer believe, no longer take a stance with or, or have changed their ways, if you will. Confederate flag, same thing. It used to mean one thing. Now it means something completely different. Why are we going after it like this? I understand it's the the Marxist thing, but it makes no sense. It's silly. We're all adults in here, or at least I thought we were. Well, it's silly because that that's precisely why they're doing it, because it's silly. They're, they're going after it because, oh, well, it's just this little thing. That's no big deal. Started with the state, the state of Georgia, didn't it? With a flag. Started there. And so now they've come for the, the bigger prize here. And you know what comes after this one, don't you? Yeah, the American flag. Uh-huh. So it's, it's, it's not so a racist. And, exactly. Yeah. It's it. That's that's their that's their vision. See, it's not it's not about the Confederate flag. It's not about that at all. It's about the American flag. It wasn't about the Georgia flag. It never was. It's about the American flag. They want that precedent to set so they can come at it later at a different angle. Land of Lakes Butter. Remember that one? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now, all of a sudden, you're having Aunt Jemima cream of wheat and everything else pulled off the shelves for what? Right. Because it started with one thing. So they'll pick something small that no one really cares about, and then they'll move on to the next thing. That's what they'll do. And they will continue on. This is why I said you can't appease the mob. You can't appease the mob no matter what you do. You can't say, oh, well, we'll go along with that. If you wanted to go about banning a flag, like what did they even have to do? What do you even have to do? You're going to go around and you're going to take that down from everybody's thing. And, you know, I'm not taking sides on this. I'm not a side taker. You know, I'm, I'm not one of these people. But my issue with it is, is I look at the overall picture of it. Now, I know that that's a hard thing for these idiots on on that particular line of thinking to do is to look at the bigger picture because they're looking at things on on the surface. I'm looking at the bigger picture because at the end of the day, they know what that bigger picture is, too. They know what it is. So they know that they want the precedent set to go after that other thing, that that bigger prize, that American flag. That's what they want. That's that prize on the hill that they want to take down, because it's the same with objects and symbols as it is with people and groups. It's the same thing. It's the same concept. You know, we we always hear that saying, well, when they came for, you know, so and so, they came for the, uh, you know, the Catholics. So I didn't care because I wasn't Catholic. They came for the, the Protestants. I didn't care because I wasn't Protestants. They came for the Jews and I didn't care because I wasn't Jewish. When they came for me, there was no one else left. Same thing. Different object. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. They'll do the same thing. They'll pick off little things here and there. And no one will say, oh, well, you know, who cares? You know, I don't like that product. I don't buy that brand. Uh, I, I don't like that symbol. So it doesn't matter to me. But when they come for something that you care about, well, they've already gotten rid of everything else. So what's to stop them? That's the point. That's the bigger issue. You know what the, you know what the irony is with the Aunt Jemima syrup? Go ahead. The irony in that the largest purchaser, right? The So when you, when you break it down by race, African-Americans... Blacks are the ones that purchase it the most. Uh, the scale uh, that I had seen was on a scale of 200, uh, you know, one to 200, 100 being average, 200 being, you know, uh, like almost 100%, if you will. The black community was 197 on that scale. Wow. So they are so much for that brand. Apparently, they don't think it's racist. I mean, you know, obviously there's no issue there, but you have to have these white liberals telling them, you should be racist or or you should be offended because this is racist. What? That, that makes no sense. I mean, we're seeing the same thing with uh, the Redskins. Yeah. Atlanta Braves, they, we've, Cleveland Indians. Yeah. 
All of them. We're, we've we've seen multiple lawsuits as far as the Redskins have been concerned. And every time it comes up, Native Americans are like, so we're not offended. Like this has been the Native Americans called themselves Redskins that, like back in the day, you know, when they were yeah, the red man, you know, yeah, Cowboys yeah. and Indians. Yeah, they, they called themselves that like Oklahoma means uh, red man or, or, or home of the red man or something like that. It, it, it has something to do with that. Right. And that's where one, uh, multiple reservations are in Oklahoma. So like they're not offended by it. This is uh, it's just it's it's stupid. Yes, it certainly is. But see, you said it. You said it. It's the it's the weirdo liberals. Right. Those are the ones that are the identity politic players, aren't they? They're the ones pushing. Yeah. Yeah. They have to tell you to be offended what you're offended yep. by. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right. Let's talk the end of humanity. Right. This is an article out of, uh, of course, the Wall Street Journal. But we know which way the Wall Street Journal tailors do, don't we? We know which way the wind blows there. That is straight out of the Chinese Communist Party. So I thought this was interesting because, of course, they're making parallels to uh, to COVID with this thing. So COVID has spotlighted the promise and peril of transhumanism, the idea of using technology to overcome sickness, aging and death. Yeah. Now, uh, left left or right, I think that's accurate. That's, that's yeah, going to be we, the future. We've seen the early developments of this through things like what's this thing? This uh, this Neuralink thing that they're talking about, Brainlink, uh, whatever yeah, it is, Mindlink, yeah, that, yeah. that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That's starting. Mm -hmm. We're now developing prosthetics that will have connections to the nervous system that go into the brain if we don't already to a certain extent. But we're seeing optical implants that are now coming. So is that kind of the way that they're going with this? Is that how you see it? Yeah, um, it's been predicted that the the end of the human race is uh, very soon. And I'm trying to remember who said it. Somebody said it in one of their books. Uh, the Mayan calendar. Yeah. It was supposed uh, to be this week, no, by think, the way. I, I think it was I, I think it was Hawking that said it. Stephen Hawking? Anyway, yes. He was talking about um, the end of the human race. That's one of his predictions, is that the human race is going to essentially die off here in the near future. And it's not... Everybody took it as in like, oh, it's more of a... Um, we're going to kill ourselves because of climate change or all that kind of stuff. But when you dig into some of the stuff he was talking about in the past, I don't think that's what he was meaning at all. I think he was meaning legitimately we're, we're, we're coming to the end of the human race as we know it because of technology. So... I, I, I absolutely think that's going to be the future. Uh, we're we're going to go down the road of, of synthetics. Like you'll, you'll still be human, but it's not going to be human as we know it. You'll largely be, you know, let's uh, say so you're born without an arm. Well, guess what? You got a prosthetic or, you know, one that's mm -hmm. connect, a cybernetic, you know, it's as good as the same, uh, the real thing or even better. The same with eyes and uh, so forth and other organs possibly in the near future. So yeah, I, I, I think that's the road we're going to take and and at least in the short term, short term, near future. As far as long term, maybe we'll start actually growing a, a replacement organ or something, you know, in the, in the future. So, well, we can already do that to an extent. They're 3D printing organs now to to an extent. Right. Yeah, they, they've so that's kind of laboratory testing. As far as I'm aware right now, they haven't actually started officially, you know, doing that process or, or implanting it in a human. I, I, I think it's still in the testing phases. Uh, they haven't actually replaced an organ with a, a, a grown one. You know, this is part of the things that we're, we've been talking about here recently about all this stuff about jumping into space and guys like Elon Musk coming out and, and making the advances that he's doing. And, and I think it's fantastic, man. I'm on board with it because that's where we need to go. That that's the step that we need to be taking. We need that 
next age of expansion, right? We're, we're done with that particular form of like the third expansion was the, the mass production side of the industrial revolution. That's done. That's that that time is over. That age is over. It's time to move into the next one. The next one's the technological era. This is our fourth age of expansion that we need to hit. We have to hit this. We don't have a choice. It's got to happen or we fall. And you've got people that are left over from the 20th century stuck in that old way of thinking that are trying to stop us from doing that. You know, we've made this point several times here. So we want to go to space. We want the life extension technology. We want the medical advances. We want the new tech that's going to cure blindness, that's going to cure disease. That's what we want. The elites that are pushing all this, you know, nation collapse and conflict and and pandemic, all this stuff. That's the old system dying. That's what that is. They don't want the human race to take that next step because that's just how disgusting they are. They don't want that. They do want it for themselves, but they don't want it for the rest of humanity. So in this the state we're talking about here with or in the sense we're talking about here with all this, one of the initial uh, Google Ventures founders, he says that um, this is a quote from him. He says, if you ask me today, is it possible to live to be 500? The answer is yes. People in middle age now have a fair chance of never dying, if you can mm-hmm. imagine that. Yep. Now, he's also saying that we envision the possibility of broadening the human potential by overcoming aging, cognitive shortcomings, involuntary suffering, meaning getting rid of disease, and our confinement to planet Earth, see, to move on, right? Our future's out there. It's not here. So this is where we're at, right? Now, you can call these people transhumanists or, or whatever, but another guy's come out, a science writer named Tom Shivers. He's come out and he said that humans could be around for a billion years or more, If we don't screw it up, well, that's true. We've got a few people at this time that are screwing it up for everybody else. Coronavirus won't be the thing that kills us all, but it's a bloody good (laughs) illustration. It must be English. (laughs) It's a bloody good illustration of how something could. And he's right on that. He's right on that. If anything, it serves as a warning. So if we can overcome this, then we don't have to worry about pandemics anymore, do we? We don't have to worry about disabilities anymore, do we? We don't have to worry about any type of aging or death anymore, do we? We don't have to worry about that suffering. It doesn't have to happen. We don't have to worry about that confinement. See, that, in my opinion, if you put it in that context, and let me know if you disagree with this, Bruce, that is the real equality. That is the real progress. You have you have a, a, a chance there for everyone to live a normal life and not have any type of disability and, and being you know overlooked from one person to the next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is assuming they don't restrict it to certain peoples, you know, and 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 create an elite or they don't have it tucked behind a super expensive like paywall, if you will. Well, in the beginning, it, it'll probably be expensive, but I'm betting, leaning, however you want to word it, that it's going to it's going to be similar to things like Lasix, right? In the beginning, in the beginning of LASIK, the, the eye surgery, that was expensive. Like in the beginning, it, it was really expensive in the beginning. Now it's not nearly as expensive. I mean, they've removed a couple zeros off of that. Same thing's going to be the case with with cybernetics and and these these things. Being as, for example, Musk, his his intention, his goal is to advance the human race. At least that's what it appears to be, and his statements are. You know, at this time, he may go the route of trying to make this as cheap as possible for the average person uh, to be able to get it. You know, I mean, look at his vehicles that he's making. He's making pretty advanced vehicles for a relatively fair price. I mean, it's not something crazy like, you know, it's a, a Ferrari or something, you know, and you're, you're paying out the wazoo for it. You know, it, it's it's a fair price, middle of the road price. So 
if we have people like that that want to advance the human race and are designing these things, that's where things are going to continue to go. That's where we're that's where we're headed. And space travel, I mean, that is our solution to overpopulation here is space travel. It, because honestly, overpopulation is going to be a concern when you extend someone's life to 500 years or even longer. Obviously, overpopulation is going to be a concern because the, the people in the last 500 years won't have passed. You know, they, they would still be alive, which interesting thought real quick. The people that were alive 500 years ago, they were alive during slave slavery and slave trade and everything. I'm, yeah. I'm curious how this will change society and how things will it will this speed up the advancements and changes or will this slow down changes as far as society is concerned? Uh, anyways, side side thought. Side note. You made an interesting point there. You said if it was made available to a select few and not everybody, then yes, that could be a problem. And that's why I said you have those groups now, the elite now, they want this technology for themselves. They don't want people like us having it. That's the problem. And so by them having that, we're talking about all this stuff like this is a good thing. And it is. It is. However, if you have it for a specific elite group of people and you don't make it available to everybody, that's not going to be a paradise, is it? That's going to be a dystopia. So you're going to be in a completely different world if you make it available to a certain group of people. I think the best way you could possibly look at it would possibly be, I think there was a movie made, was the one where the elite were living off of the uh, planet, Um, had that, uh, what's his name, Matt Damon, Elysium, right? That was a movie that pretty much pretty much laid it all out there, right? That's the kind of stuff. You had amazing technology, life extension technology, but the elites had it for themselves. Everyone else lived in squalor. They were like a slave class that lived on the planet. The rest of them lived off world. This is what they want. They want that for themselves. Art imitates life, right? Yeah, uh, that that is actually a very real possibility and concern. You, you could end up having the people that We've kind of talked about it before. If if you if you have the population that's getting augmented and then you have another part of the population that is for not having the augmentations, how are you going to be able to survive in that world? Because a business as a business, I'm going to hire the most capable persons, right? If you've had augmentations, you're going to be more capable than someone else that doesn't have the augmentation. So it's it's definitely going to be a concern for the near future and, and humans, normal humans, if you will. Deep conversations for your morning coffee. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Uh, do you want to do a couple out of the Babylon Bee just for the hell of it? Because I think it's funny. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trump nominates himself to the Supreme Court. <laughs> Amid an outcry from conservatives demanding Trump tip the balance of the Supreme Court, Trump has nominated himself for a seat on the highest court in the land. Sometimes you just got to do a job yourself, Trump said. (laughs) Mind you, the Babylon Bee, right? This is all for those that don't know. This is satire. This is not real. Uh, But they come up with some pretty good stuff sometimes. The the comedic aspect of of the stuff that they write is just it's too good sometimes. These other judges don't know the law like I do. I actually know all the laws. I know all the best laws and some of the bad ones, too. At least some people say they're bad. (laughs) I think they may be right. We should stop listening to the bad laws. We shouldn't even have them, really. I will make all the best decisions as a judge. Some loser judges are taking advantage of this country, and it's a total disgrace. I'll make it all better. Way better. (laughs) (laughs) 
definitely got his lingo down yeah yeah right they, they got that on they got that on on point uh what else do they have aoc takes vow of silence to end racism immediately gains bipartisan support <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, she would have uh, my support in that. yeah representative alexandria alexandria ocasio-cortez made a bold vow today to remain silent until racism is ended forever democrats and republicans both supported the plan enthusiastically <laughs> Uh, I, I think I support- that's something both could get it get behind. By the way, in yeah. reality, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, let me see. they they kind of are in reality. Uh, Washington Post is calling on the Patriots to change the offensive name. I, I don't put that past. But that's probably a real one. That that's probably a real one. I, I guarantee that could be a real one. That that's plausible yeah. to be a real one. Yeah. Quote from the uh, the op ed out of the Washington Post. Like I said, this is all satire. The negative associations with a horrible country of America should be left in the past. The editorial board wrote this name is very offensive to austere religious scholars in other countries, liberals and Canadians. We must call on the NFL to do better, to be better. They must change the name to do something that signals they are not proud to live in this country. I think they do enough of that already, don't they? Just saying. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Anyway, yeah, that's Babylon B. That's some of the stuff they do out of there. If anyone hasn't heard of that before, please go check out the Babylon B. They come up with some really funny stuff sometimes. So, anything else you got Babylon this morning, Bruce? Go yeah, just just to clarify, Babylon B a little bit. That's the conservative version of the Onion. Yeah, well, you know what? We should do the Onion. We should do the Onion tomorrow. Well, we'll actually, you know, you're not going to be yeah, here tomorrow. Look at the onion, you? Yeah, you're not going to be here tomorrow. Questionable. So far, it I so far it, it, it appears I will be here. Okay. All right. Well, if you're not, well, okay. Well, even if you are, so it doesn't matter. We've been doing some revisits lately. We, we've been doing some revisits lately. So we're we're gonna. I was talking to Marty today, and he's gonna be here tomorrow. So we're going to sit down. We're gonna revisit home security because now's a great time to talk about it. I mean, even though we just did it not too long ago, now let's get back into it because there's other aspects to it. There's other things because you got mobs in the streets. You got riots going on. Home security, because they're not going to stay in the cities forever. I hate to tell you. So we're going to get in home security tomorrow. So make sure you join us tomorrow afternoon for uh, for home security. So thank you for your time this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. For all these topics and more, please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning.